What is up, fellow marketers? Welcome to episode two of the Marketing Help Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Harbison. Now, the Marketing Help Podcast, it is here for the student, young professional, or career advancer that is seeking help along their marketing career journey. And we'll be covering topics here that'll help you find, prepare, and master your next marketing role. If you've got a topic, idea to discuss, uh, just any question you want to ask, you can email me at eric, E-R-I-K, at themarketinghelp.co, or send me a direct message on Twitter, and my handle there is at Eric Harbison, and that's Eric with a K. All right, so today's topic, what I want to cover is just when it comes to getting hired for a marketing role, I want to talk about the things that matter to that hiring manager who is the person who's going to be filling that marketing role. And the background, the influence for this topic is, uh, is two areas specifically. And one of them is, as I mentioned in the trailer, I spent a lot of time uh, teaching digital marketing content and courses at a couple of universities to both undergrad and continuing ed classes. And conversations that have come up with students along that time is always asking that question, you know, what really matters when it comes to pursuing that marketing role? And this is independent of the actual interview. It's more about what can I do as somebody looking to, to, to find or interview for that marketing role? What can I do before that interview to put myself in the best possible position? And in those conversations with students, uh, I've heard their examples of over time, what they've tried, what works, what hasn't worked. And I'll share a couple of those in this, in this episode. And the second influence uh, for today's, today's topic comes from uh, not just my years of, of interviewing candidates for marketing roles. I think I've probably hired hundreds of candidates ranging from the co-op, intern level, all the way to executive. Uh, but I also actually sent a survey to 100 hiring managers for marketing roles. So these are directors, VPs, executives that uh, are responsible for hiring for marketing-specific roles. And I sent them a survey with a couple of questions, got a lot of great information and great feedback from them. And one of the questions that they had answered for me was ranking certain factors that were critical when it came to making a decision on who you would hire. And again, this was independent of the interview itself, more just about what is a a potential candidate? What do you look for in a potential candidate? And what are some of those factors that influence your decision? And today we're going to talk about three of them. And those those three, you know, I kind of boiled it down to three main factors uh, that you should be considering when it comes to uh, being considered for a role. And I just want to stress that these are things you you actually can control yourself, and you may want to audit, take inventory of these three things before you start that pursuit and the interview process, or before you start submitting your resume somewhere. So these are things you can control right now, and I'll give you a couple of do's and don'ts. Uh, before you start tapping into your network and maybe looking to pursue that role or pursue that promotion at your current position, uh, things like that. Now, I did mention and stress, this is independent of the interview itself. And uh, I, I will mention that survey that I sent out to those those hiring managers. I asked a lot of great questions around the interview itself. Now, I've got a couple episodes planned. We're going to go dive deep into the interview process for a marketing role. So stay tuned for that, but a lot of great content to share with you guys on that as well. So let's jump into the three things. And before we do that, one thing that, that's critical when it comes to what matters for hiring managers when they look at you as a potential candidate is maybe start here. Start with Googling your name. And I don't know the last time that you had done that. I do it maybe once or so a month just to kind of see what shows up. 
Uh, maybe I've, I've published a recent blog post or something like that just to see what, what shows up. But if you haven't Googled your name, consider that because what, you know, who knows what will show up. If you do it regularly, that's great. If you haven't done it in a while, uh, you might be scared to see what shows up. Now, the reason you're doing this is to see what is being associated with your name as you're looking to be considered for a potential role. Now, if you have a name like Chris Smith, uh, John Moore, something that's very uh, basic or something that's very popular, then you might have to get a little bit more creative in uh, content that you might be creating for yourself to stand out. Uh, or you may need to put more uh, urgency around some of the other uh, networking places that you have for yourself. And we'll, we'll get into those in a little bit. But anyway, st- start with Googling your name, see what shows up. Uh, that too could be another episode down the road where we're focusing on creating content for your personal brand. So after you've done that, the first factor that matters, uh, according to hiring managers and, and students that have been there and done that, is your LinkedIn profile. And I start with your LinkedIn profile because there's a stat that came out recently from the Society of Human Resource Management that says 90% of recruiters rely on LinkedIn as a source for talent. So you think about that just in the sheer number, it is an obvious place where people can look you up and find you uh, for potential roles. And a lot of that could be passive, as I mentioned in a previous episode, but are you doing what it takes to make sure your LinkedIn profile is at its best? And again, LinkedIn profile itself could be a deeper dive for a future episode, but one of the things you want to consider doing for your LinkedIn profile is make sure you're researching all the best practices and things like your headshot image, uh, things like your profile image. Uh, all those things matter in the grand scheme of things. And they matter to hiring managers too, not just those two elements, but also what do you have inside of your profile that's relevant for them to learn more about you. Now, one thing I will say you should do when it comes to your LinkedIn profile is uh, well, first check out the show notes because I have a couple of resources there you want to check out about some best practices for your LinkedIn profile. But you want to add some relevant content. There's a, there's a function inside of LinkedIn that lets you add clips, uh, URLs, uh, links to anything that gives a little bit more context around words on 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 descriptions of the places that you've worked. So you can consider putting in your blog, your personal website. Maybe it's that school project that you had done, the group project you had done. Anything that gives more context around uh, showing what you have accomplished or can accomplish or can bring to the organization. And the other do when it comes to LinkedIn is LinkedIn actually has a publishing platform as well. So if you're thinking, you know, you don't have time to stand up a blog site, uh, definitely use LinkedIn Publisher as a way to, to start uh, creating and publishing content specific to whatever topic or craft that it is you have. So that's definitely some do's, some don'ts when it comes to LinkedIn profile. Don't assume that your resume is the only thing you need to get the attention of a hiring manager because your LinkedIn profile is slowly becoming a very, very uh, visible and a very, very critical asset that a hiring manager is going to look at when it comes to comparing and getting more, like I said before, getting more context around who you are and what you can bring to the organization. So don't just assume that your resume is all you need, which brings me to the second factor. And the second factor is your resume. And when it comes to the resume, oh, the resume, it's, it's, uh, it, it too uh, could be a, a future subject here on the podcast. But, you know, a question I get a lot by students and a lot by some, even some experienced professionals that are looking to move uh, into some other roles is, how creative does my resume need to be? 
you know, the Word doc template that comes, you know, the very basic, uh, straightforward, you know, text on paper uh, is probably the most popular. But the question I get from students is like, do I need to be creative in my resume? Uh, For marketing roles, should I be more creative? My answer is always, it's the content that matters, not so much the creativity. So I've been blown away by some candidates that have great content uh, articulated very well in a very basic Word doc template. And then I've seen the other ones that are extremely creative and eye-catching, yet when you read more of the content, it's very empty, very bland, doesn't really tell me a lot about who they are and what they can bring to the organization. So you got to really think about uh, the content before you start thinking about the creativity, because uh, the, the content is what's going to matter. And, you know, I say that, you know, fed by a couple of things. And Expectations, I believe, for hiring managers have increased, I'd say, maybe in the last three to five years because the opportunity to have hands-on experience showcased on your resume, the opportunity for that is, is, is so common, or said different, differently, the barrier to entry on having hands-on experience outlined on your resume, the barrier to entry is so low now that where you went to school, your GPA, the internship you had at that company. I think those things may be important, but they don't carry the weight they used to because hiring managers for marketing roles are looking for specific hands-on experience that you've had. Now, for someone who's entry level or getting started, it may be more challenging to think about how to create that content. Uh, But even those that have been in roles and are looking to expand their roles uh, or their career uh, I've seen you know some resumes from folks looking to secure VP or director level uh, positions, and they still have yet been able to really condense and summarize the impact that they can bring uh, to, an, to an organization. So, given that, you know, showcasing what and how you can drive impact is so critical when it comes to uh, updating your resume in a way that's going to matter for a hiring manager. So. You know, one do I have for this when it comes to your resume is think about this formula, and it'll be in the show notes too, but think about this formula when it comes to summarizing your bullet points. And this is probably one of the most frequently asked questions I get from uh, career advancers and new marketing students. But it's, you know, think about this this formula. So for that last role you had, think about stating, making a statement that is, I increased or decreased or made an impact of X by Y percent over the course of a given time frame by executing a specific, you know, give the strategy or the tactic. Now, that's the formula. It may not sound interesting when I, when I say it that way, but, you know, here's an example. So for an intern, for example, for an intern, what I typically see, what you may see or think about writing on your resume is I manage the company's social media platforms. And while you may think that's great, a different way of saying it could be, I helped increase monthly leads from social, our social media accounts by 13% over the course of three months by researching competitor tactics and executing a sharing contest. If I see that sentence compared to something that's I manage social media accounts, you know, if I see a sentence that, that is that descriptive, that is going to matter. That's going to make me want to talk to you and get more information and examples and stories and details about, you know, tell me about that contest or, or how you got to that percentage, things like that. So that formula is going to be in the show notes for you to use for your resume, but it's all about showcasing uh, examples and showcasing how you drove or impacted growth. So for someone who's more experienced, they may have experience uh, in a particular marketing role and looking to advance their career, uh, that same formula could apply, 
to, you know, another example could be I drove a plan that grew efficient paid media revenues year over year by executing a competitive bidding strategy and consistent conversion rate testing cadence. Now, that sentence alone is better than if somebody were to say, I drove year over year growth in paid media, which, believe it or not, you may already have on your resume or I've seen a lot on a lot of resumes recently. So there is an opportunity to increase the impact of your resume. And here's a don't for your resume. Don't use the objective statement. Don't include that objective of uh, to secure a position with a exciting PR firm or something like that. Skip the objective statement. Use that space to be a little bit more creative around summarizing how you're going to drive impact for the company. And I think a lot of students or a lot of uh, entry-level marketing professionals or even those that are looking to advance take that for granted. And they take for granted the opportunity to be human and to call out very specific things that they can bring to the table. Um, and I think if, 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 there's, if you're stuck and you want some ideas on things we've seen, just uh, shoot me an email and I'd be happy to help. But certainly don't uh, fall back to that objective statement that comes as part of many templates on resume. Just quite frankly, a waste of space uh, on that resume. So lastly, the last thing to consider, the last thing that hiring managers will consider for marketing roles this is what I'll call proactive, proactive applied learning. And I struggle with this because, you know, I think the easy thing to put here would be a certification or something that shows that you've per, uh, pursued supplemental knowledge or learning. And like I said earlier about how easy it is to, uh, to gain hands-on experience, you certainly want to think about how are you applying proactive learning. And proactive applied learning in this case is going to be rooted in things like certifications, uh, you know, kind of supplemental courses or education that you pursue as part of your marketing craft or skill. And, you know, again, just making sure here that it, um, what I'm not saying is go out and get a bunch of certifications and just put them on your resume, your LinkedIn profile. What I am saying is do consider picking the right certification for you and for your marketing skill or craft, but then apply it. Apply it in a way that's going to be able to, to let you show that hiring manager how you've applied that learning. And an example of this is, I remember interviewing somebody recently where uh, all, she, all this candidate wanted to talk about is how she was certified in Google Analytics and HubSpot, HubSpot inbound certification. And uh, maybe it was AdWords, Twitter Academy, Hootsuite. I mean, it's just a bunch of certifications. And she went on to talk about courses, online courses she paid for to supplement her learning and email marketing. Uh, and conversion rate optimization, and all those things were great. And it was a great part of a conversation. wanted me, you know, wanted me to want to learn more. But then when I started asking questions about how she executed some of those learnings, there really wasn't much there. And I think it became very clear that she fell into this uh, pitfall of wanting to get the qu the quantity of certifications out there, but not taking the time to think about how to execute those learnings. Even if, and I think when I asked about email marketing, you know, so, so tell me about a, a story when you've applied what you learned in your email marketing course. And her response was, well, my client didn't, didn't have any email marketing business for us, so I haven't been able to use that yet. Now, when I hear that, I think there's an opportunity. You know, one is if you're going to find a certification, so the do here is, you know, find the certifications that, that's right for you, fits your marketing interest, your, your craft, your career journey. Uh, but also think about how you're going to apply it. So if you're going to get certified in Google Analytics, but you don't have a client or an opportunity to use Google Analytics, think about how you can create that opportunity for yourself. 
And when we hear stories of someone that said, uh, I got certified in Google Analytics, and while my client didn't, or I didn't have an opportunity in my role to, to be on the analytics team, I started a WordPress blog by myself, I installed Google Analytics, and I applied the learning from my certification to my own presence. And, you know, I get about 200 views a month, but I was able to run these certain reports and do certain analysis. Now, to hear that story, that's going to make a hiring manager interested in learning more. It shows grit. It shows proactivity. It shows being able to apply learning in a productive manner uh, that is going to want somebody to want you to be on their team. So let's not. So definitely do the do, which is find the right certification, uh, but also have a an opportunity on how to execute it. And don't just rush to get uh, a list of certifications. Don't just seek quantity of certifications. Um, otherwise, you're just going to end up with, you know, what is known in the hiring manager world is just known as empty certifications. And it becomes very obvious that if there's no story to back up what you've learned, uh, then you sold yourself short. So when it comes to certifications and other courses to consider as ways to augment and supplement and support your proactive applied learning, I will include a full list of some some that I think are important, but I know there's tons out there, but some that, some that may be relevant to what you're looking for to um, uh, add to your marketing career journey. So check those out in the show notes. And that brings us to the end here of this episode. So let's let's recap here quickly. So your LinkedIn profile, your resume, your proactive applied learning. Again, these are the three things that you can actually update, improve, enhance uh, before you start uh, interviewing or continuing on your next marketing uh, career role. So as always, uh, welcome any feedback or suggestions uh, for topics from you, The Modern Marketer. So don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. And keep an eye on those show notes uh, for links to resources uh, on everything we discussed on the show. I look forward to supporting you in your pursuit of a better marketing career as your marketing help. Until next time, this is your host, Eric Harbison. Happy marketing.